0: Howdy, everyone. After careful consideration, Atlas, the Clouder contributors, and I have decided that we're not going to publish episode 85 on the recorded post-show platforms, um, YouTube and the podcast platforms. While we discuss sensitive content on Genderful all the time, um, those discussions are still always within the community guidelines around casual ableism and we decided that, for the sake of the safety and sanctity of our community, we cannot release this episode. Um, the The language used in the episode by our guest violated um, our agreements in the community, and it does. It just doesn't feel good to Atlas or I to be putting that out into the world. So in place of episode 85, um, our amazing Clutter contributor, Lee, has actually agreed to share its pilot episode from its brand new, sparkling brand new podcast, Strange Stories from Odd Folks. It's written and edited by Lee. It's read by Tracy Clifton. And the art is by Lexi Jones. This podcast explores queer stories, and the pilot is going to be exclusively available for a limited time right here on the genderful podcast. So I wanna thank all of the contributors for your conversations this week um, around this. I know we've had to put in a little extra extra hustle to get our episode published this week. And I hope you, the listeners, enjoy your special preview of 3.05 AM. It's a great story. I hope you'll enjoy it. Hi there, listener. Welcome in.
1: This is Strange Stories from Odd Folks with an X. This episode is entitled 305 AM, a ghostly tale by Lee Hume. Content warnings for this episode are ghostly happenings and swearing. Please remember to take good care of yourself. And with that, why don't we begin? There was a faint flicker
2: not much more than a blur, lasting only a tenth of a second, and the corner of the rug at the foot of the stairs leading up from the hallway flipped up and folded over itself by three inches. It was 3.05 a.m. It was moving day, and Trixie bolted around the house directing the movers. She'd been going since 7 a.m. when she'd met the cute estate agent to get the keys. Erica had brought two cups of coffee and waited with her in the house, listening to the radiator's ping as they slowly began to heat the place for the first time in a while. They somehow wound up swapping stories of terrible exes, Trixie bowing down to Erica's tale of the lady who, in her awkward attempts to validate Erica's transness, used to feel her newly budding breasts every few days and pronounce them bigger. If she was right every time, I swear I'd never be able to stand up right now, Erica finished. Trixie, laughing till she cried, handed her an imaginary crown, and Erica cheered quietly. Shortly after, the moving van had arrived, and now the house was in something that almost approached organized chaos. Her trust fund had paid for the house, though one of her signatories had needed some persuading by the other. But her grandparents had left her a lot, and she would be old enough to properly inherit in under a year. So he had relented, and even signed off on an extra to start renovating the place, something Trixie had, to the despair of her family, attended multiple trade courses to gain qualifications for. After finishing takeout Chinese and a steaming cup of mint and chamomile tea, Trixie headed for her bed. As she went, she kicked the corner of the rug at the foot of the stairs back over so she wouldn't trip in her sleepy stumble downstairs for morning coffee. There she showered, stretched her stiff muscles, and went to bed. She was asleep in moments. Awaking to the dawn light, she grumbled to herself about forgetting to put the blackout blinds up. For a few minutes, she considered putting a pillow over her face and trying to sleep some more, but set this aside. She had lots to do today, and it would be lovely to collapse on the sofa for a well-earned nap later on. Bleary-eyed, she carefully made her way down the unfamiliar stairs, tripping on the curled-over corner of the rug sat in the hallway, and made it to the kitchen, where she had unpacked her coffee kit the day before with hot caffeine on the go, and breakfast starting to sizzle on the oven, she yawned widely and thought about her plans. She had detailed to-do lists, paint swatches, and Pinterest mood boards in her phone, but the immediate jobs were easy enough to remember. Painting needed to be done before unpacking, because she'd just need to protect everything again, whereas right now, it was all still in boxes, and she just needed to use the dust sheets. But before she could paint them, The walls needed sanding down. The chipped old paint on them had to go before fresh went on. So, first order of the day was a trip to the DIY store to buy paint and some spare sanding pads for the sander. She'd need plenty of those before she was done. On her return, Trixie began to tackle the living room with enthusiasm, wearing herself out by the time she was halfway, but finishing anyway thanks to a cocktail of coffee, music, and stubbornness. Too tired to cook by the time she was done, Trixie collapsed on the sofa just as the doorbell rang. She staggered upright, groaning, and found Erica outside, holding up a bag of fish and chips in one hand and two bottles of red wine in the other. "'Oh, my life, you are the best!' Trixie stood back to let her in. "'I thought you might be in need of sustenance. No, no, sit. You look exhausted.' Erica rooted around the kitchen until she found the boxes of plates, cutlery, and mugs and brought them to the sofa, using another box as a table. They ate companionably, sharing the conversation had by new friends already at ease with one another. That night, Trixie collapsed into bed, slightly tipsy, and slept until the morning light woke her again. Fuck me, I'm getting that fucking blind up today, she grumbled sliding her feet into her slippers and folding a gown around her. Dreaming of coffee and bacon sandwiches, she made her way downstairs, tripping again on the rug at the bottom. She stopped, carefully flipped the corner flat again, and stared at it for a moment, biting her lip. Eventually, she let it be, frowning as she went through the living room. She got halfway through before she stopped dead, Staring at the walls with her mouth open. All of the work of the day before, all the stripped paint and sanding, had been undone. The walls were once again covered in cracked and flaking white paint. What the fuck? She breathed, turning accusingly back to the rug and the entranceway. It sat how she'd left it, but she scowled at it anyway remembering that it had been flipped up at the same corner during all three viewings of the house, as well as yesterday, and now today. With shaking hands, Trixie pulled her phone from the pocket of her gown and, after hunting for a friend who might not laugh at her, eventually dialed Erica's personal mobile. The call was answered with a yawn. Oh, Trixie? Are you okay? Uh, No? I'm, I'm not hurt, but shit, could you come over? Uh, I can't really explain it, not without sounding insane. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, give me an hour. Hour. Great. Yes. Yes. Thanks, Erica. Trixie dropped the phone back into her pocket and went to sit on the stairs. When Erica saw the living room, she was just as astounded as Trixie, and had no explanation. As far as she knew, the house had last been owned, for many years, by a widow. The last couple of decades, she had let the place decline, due to her health, but according to neighbors, she had remained a house proud, doing her best to keep up the appearance of the garden and front of the house, while the rest failed. So, like... Maybe she's still here? Trixie suggested carefully. Erica looked around the living room thoughtfully. If she is, somehow, then we should find out for sure. And if you're right, then at some point every night, she manages to reset everything you've changed. So we stay up? Trixie nodded to the rug. We could watch that. All right. We have a plan, but we have a day to waste before that, and I have some viewings booked. Do you have somewhere to be until I'm done? Trixie nodded. Yeah, I can kill time. Let me know when to meet you back here. Later that night, fortified by naps and a lot of coffee, the two of them sat up. Erica had procured a camera and tripod from someone she worked with, and that had been set up to record the corner of the carpet, For whatever it might see. By the time 3 a.m. rolled around, Erica was half-dozing against the railing that led up the stairs, and Trixie was dozing on the other side. But both woke at the distant chiming of the town clock and smiled sheepishly at each other as they realized they'd both done the same thing. The minutes ticked by until, at 3.05 a.m., the carpet flickered, blurred, and the corner went from flat on the floor to curled over, without passing through the space in between. Erica shouted in shock. Trixie leapt to her feet, dancing on the carpet and pointing at the corner accusingly. Ha! Ha ha! Who the fuck is this? Sorry. I mean, hi, I'm Trixie. Are you the lady that used to live here? Can you talk to me? Erica's phone crackled to life, and she dropped it in shock as a voice, desert, dry, and distant, spoke. "'My home. Get out. You will ruin it!' "'No! No, I'm going to make it better! You must know the place got a little bit, uh...' Trixie motioned to Erica for a word. "'Run down,' Erica offered. "'Right! Run down! I know you tried really hard, but you couldn't keep it up, and that's all right!' But I want to make it nice again. Well, I mean, would you help me? Trixie, wide-eyed, flailed at Erica, who shrugged back. Help? Yeah, like, help me choose colors for the walls, that sort of thing. I can make this home beautiful again, if you'll help me. There was silence in the crackling for a moment. Then, I will help. Trixie leapt and punched the air. Awesome! Excellent! Okay, I'll buy, like, a second phone or something, and you can talk to me. Can you see things, like if I showed you some paint swatches? Yes. Brilliant! This is going to be super weird, but good. Oh, um, will you be, like, spying on me? No, I do not watch. I can come when you call. Can I call you by name? Yes, Edwina. You are
0: Trixie. Yep.
2: You are young. Yes, but I'm good at renovating, and I don't have loud parties, so you should be able to have peace when you want it. And I'll let you know in advance if anything noisy is going to happen. Thank you. Okay, could you, uh, stop now? Yes. Goodbye, Trixie. Bye, Edwina. For now... Erica was still staring at her phone a few moments later when Trixie dropped back onto the step next to her. "Oh well, fuck me. I guess I have a ghost. Yeah, seems like a nice one at least. A few months later, Trixie threw a housewarming for family and friends. The house almost gleamed with newness. Fresh paint, polished hardwood floor, new kitchen, new bathroom. The garden and the land out back were freshly laid with grass, and a pool had been dug. Edwina had been warned, and promised to keep away for the night. Erica had arrived early, ostensibly to help with setting up, but really to check in. She had regularly been part of Trixie's two-person work crew, and was delighted to see the place finished. She and Trixie had become good friends. Finding a ghost together had boosted their already beginning friendship, and she had gotten to see the house as it was being fixed up. Nobody else had been allowed in until now, and Trixie was radiant with pride as people arrived, looking around, astonished. Trixie had pinned up photos of the old state of each room, showing off her work, and by a couple of hours into the housewarming, she already had multiple offers of contracts. Her uncle Heinrich, the oldest friend of her father, hugged her tightly. I'm proud of you, Trix." I knew signing off on this was the right thing. James, the family attorney, was less effusive, but even he was forced to agree that her investment had been sound. Also, his firm was redecorating some offices, and if she'd like to make a bid, he'd back it. Trixie spent the evening on a cloud. She had worked hard, and it had paid off in more ways than one. Edwina had turned out to be quite the chatterbox keeping her company as she worked around the house. She'd been a paranormal researcher in her younger days, with her then-husband, studying how souls clung on after death. She admitted to trying it herself, clinging to this house, and how surprised she'd been when it actually worked. Days after the party, she crackled the spare phone Trixie kept for her and asked if she could talk to her and Erica, who she'd also become friends with. With both of them there, Edwina spoke. "'I think I'd like to go now. My house is beautiful again, and telling you all about my husband, well, I miss him. I'd like to go and see if I can find him.' Trixie nodded. "'I wondered if you were getting ready for this. You've been telling me how well I've done, how good a pair of hands this house is in. Are you sure, Edwina?' Erica fished a tissue from the box on the coffee table and dabbed at her eyes, passing one over to Trixie, who was also crying silently. "'I wanted to thank you both. You made friends with an old, dead woman, and you let me help you make this house yours. I wish the best to you both. Maybe, if things work out the way they should, one day, a long time from now, you'll come and find me, just to say hello.' I will, said Trixie hoarsely. Me too, Erica said through the lump in her throat. Goodbye, my dears. Have the wonderful lives you deserve. Edwina's voice was cracked, crying the only way she could. But the crackles died out, leaving only silence behind them. Trixie fell into Erica's arms, and they held each other and cried until there were no more tears to cry.
1: Thanks so much for listening. That was 3.05 AM, read by Tracy Clifton and written and edited by Lee Hume. If you're LGBTQIA2S+, and you'd like to submit a story for us to use, we'd love to hear from you. Check the show notes for a link to do that. Also in the show notes, you will find info on the music, sound effects, and where else you can find us. We love visitors, so do come and say hi. The show is produced by Tracy Clifton, Lexi Jones, and Lee Hume. The intro and outro are read by me, America Young. Hi there. This has been a Team Cuddles production.